This is Mr. Impact Wrestling and Joe Moose, and you're listening to the Irish Whip. Hookers? Hookers and Coke? Hookers and Coke, man. You're the only pro wrestler I know that wants to do the shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a f***ing moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the f***, but I, I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilling, you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Ball two, arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> What's up, TIW Mafia? We are here. I'm late, and I'm here with Josh. What's up? my fault. We're late this week. But guess what, guys? Josh, you know what? You know what? They can hear us this week. I know they can hear us this week because uh, you're doing what you're supposed to. I'm just, it's when you do this solo, you know, you realize that the little buttons that you have to push and the things you have to do, like I, <laughs> it's fun. Like it's, I, I, I enjoy being able to say that for as long as we've been doing this, I am still humble enough to make mistakes. I was Actually, pissed when it happened. Do. Like Chris Rucker yeah. took the time, Chris Rucker took the time to call me and fuck with me. And laugh at me, and then hang up. So that was fun. It's um, usually me who makes as I watched Travis Huckabee so. come out for Limitless is Travis uh, uh, suffer no fool. So yeah, I'm you're on one side. Timbers here. Um, yeah. It's I'm, usually me who makes the mistakes. Um, Wrestling JJ, what's going on, buddy? Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Um, cool fig. Uh, yeah, JP, you, you found me this to, one. Uh, man, it's just, I saw it. I don't know. If, did you see the rest of these pigs that are there? I, I looked, I did look through some of them. I don't know why I just tried to talk with my hand over my mouth, but, uh, what's up, Tommy Flynn? What's up, Wrestling JJ? Wrestling JJ don't even, like, English isn't his first language, right? He's from one of those provinces in Canada where they speak French. Wee wee. Hey, Quebec, beaky, beaky, Quebec or something <laughs> like that. Mountie. <laughs> no, uh, from Quebec. Uh, and Lar- Larry's here, so I know Bobby D's hanging out somewhere. What's going on, Larry and Bobby? Yeah, so if you guys don't see your comments this week, it's all JP's fault because uh, literally, um, honestly, uh, Suffer No Fools is on one side of the screen. You're up on the upper left hand <laughs> side. Um, I have the banners up for what we want to talk about. Um, I have Wrestling News Source up for uh, the topics. Man, they were busy today with all them releases, huh? Uh, man, do you oh, just can, can we, you just want to jump into it? Um, do you want to jump into like the superstars that have been released, like your reaction to them, and and kind of where you're at with it? So oh, I want to I want to see where everybody else is at with this too. Big Joe, no, you we're not showing your comments. I'm a uh, hey Karen. Karen's out in Jersey Shore today. What's going on? So when we talk about these releases. I mean, you're talking um, Peyton Rice. Billy Kay, 
the Iconics, Chelsea Green, um, Samoa Joe. Did you, did you see who they're replacing Samoa Joe with already? Yeah, uh, Pat McAfee. Like, good job. Yeah. Good for him. Like, I mean, honestly, I, 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 when I saw that, I was like, cool. I can see that. I can <laughs> see it. he works. He really works for me. Like, I, and the reason why is what do you usually have in commentating? You have the color guy and the play-by-play, right? That's it. And uh, so I think Samoa Joe, Samoa, every, and everyone's saying this already, like Samoa Joe's going to get work anywhere if he wants AEW. I think that's there for him. Uh, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, the Iconics themselves, it's just. What what would it do for Impact, though? What? What would Samoa Joe do for Impact? It's How do you, I guess, how do you differentiate Impact from AEW now? Is it, do you? Or are they one and the same? Are they different? That's the hard part when you start to cross over with these brands and why I don't think it's cool when they do it is. Oh, I'm really are, trying to skip Joe's comments. Are you working? Um, do do you work um, for Impact? Do you work for AEW? Like, who do, who do you work for and how does that work? It's, you know, just just like Knuckles said, if there's money involved, you're getting worked, right? Or you're being worked. That's it. So I, I, I'm just excited to see wherever Samoa Joe goes. He could run impact. He could. He could rule that roost. He did before. Yeah. He could do it again. But does he elevate impact? Well, mm, does he bring think... impact back to a television state? No, but the iconics do. Honestly, were both of them released though, or just Billy Kay? Or was the other one already released? Billy Kay and Peyton Royce were both released. And I'm saying, man, Peyton. Okay. Billy Kay is the ha-ha funny. Even if you watch her in WrestleMania Night 1, which I went back and finally watched, man, if you watch her ha-ha funny with Carmella, and then you have somebody that's as technical as Peyton Royce, I'm I'm just a mark, dude. I'm a mark for them. Mickey James is gone, too. I know there's um, – Kalisto is gone. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people that um, they Kalisto, let go. They'll all get work, though. That's the thing is there was no duds. There was no – Nobody that's, I mean, Mickey James, she just had the baby. Does she want to work? Did she ask for this? Maybe. I don't know. Does it, I, I don't want to ask, does it matter? Because yes, it matters, right? It matters. It, it matters in the long run. But in the end, we see the TV part of this. I mean, are, are we able, are we ready to accept this part of what professional wrestling and sports entertainment has become is everybody, it, it is where it's at, man. You, you just you've got television writers that are looking at somebody like Rhea Ripley, and they're going to put a belt on her. I'm a huge mark yeah. for her, but I don't think she deserves the belt right now, right? No, uh, um, no, and I don't think she's a person that is going to elevate the belt. I think she's a person that gets elevated by the belt. Can you? It kind of so legitimizes her up there right now with having the belt. If you. So do you, can can you talk a little bit about what you just said? Like, and I don't think for people that listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you've only said that a handful of times, but it's one of those cool things you say when it's associated with the belt is like it either, it either, you either elevate the belt or the belt elevates you, right? Right. If you think of the belt, so think of the belt like this. If the belt is a gimmick, okay. If the belt is a personality. um, Which it is. It, it it very much is. So now, when you have the belt, you're in a tag team. You're not just a singles wrestler. You're in a tag team. It's you and the belt. Are you elevating your partner, or is your partner elevating you? Absolutely. Just like when you have a one-on-one match, you've got 
um, you're there, even though it's a face and a heel there, you're there to elevate each other. So I, I get that. So, uh, we don't have taker for the first time in mania. Uh, right. we don't, I didn't have, notice that by the way, either. How is that? It's because like how good that, that's, that say, does that speak for how good mania was? It does. I think it speaks volumes to how good mania was and how well they did to distract us from that. I thought Bailey really co-hosting along <laughs> with um, Titus and Hogan was tremendous. I thought it was awesome. I thought I, it's amazing what a fake pair of glasses and a coat can do to a personality. <laughs> and she wears it well. Um, like her she, maturation process just over the last year and a half is cool. And she the, overshined two huge personalities. She over when you, when you can overshine Hogan um, and, and tied it like when you can do that, I think you've done. I think you've. I think you've reached it. Plug and Molly's and, getting a lot of love in the chat, by the way. What? Plug and Molly, because you got the shirt on, getting a lot of love in the chat from Joe and RJ. <laughs> Good, that, as it should be. It was that was I paid for that. It was fun. T- that temper, was that temper. was really fun. My oh, shirt is cooler though. I think. Yeah. See temper shirt. <laughs> My- I don't know if anybody is. She's nobody's ah. commenting on that shirt. That's your Easter egg. That's that August gray shirt right yeah. there. We that's, that's that. funny. I figured that shirt would be gray. Be right. No, this is the this is part of that package that when COVID hit, you know, yeah. and we started sending or buying things from our independent pro wrestlers that we love and adore. Like he was the first one, and it was a matter of, you know, I'm gonna send you this much money. I just need a T-shirt. But you know how August is. He didn't just send a T-shirt. So just well, really cool we, him and Foggy Molly was fun and. I, think we I even made, have my little wrestling buddy on my keys that goes with me everywhere of AG. I think we've made it, guys. We got spam in the chat. We have spam in the chat. Thank yeah. you for attending spam. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Elvis. I like mine too, but Josh's, but Aaron Tempest especially, and Josh is a great shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I'm, I, I, the tickets were fun. I got to watch Foggy Molly live. You got, I think I bought. She got the t-shirt plus two other. I got three t-shirts. This happens to be a t-shirt that I actually um, went to the show here in Missoula and it has that show on the back. So it was a pretty cool thing to get because I didn't get it at the show. So I got this however many years later. So that that was, that's pretty awesome. That is cool. That's all. I always like to get the quantities now that they, I can get into them. It's because you're, you're good. Can we, are you disappointed at all in the releases? Like, are you did no? This... Because I think they're all. I think we're still going to see them all on TV in one way or another. Well, I, I, I agreed. <laughs> um, Bo Dallas, there goes my Kane Undertaker reboot um, with Wins. Bray Wyatt and his brother Bo Dallas. That would have been a cool gimmick, right? That would have been cool, right? But how fun was it for me to start that rumor and see it come all the way back around? <laughs> it, it really did. Like, that made the news sites. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, just you know, Chelsea Green. She never has really got a chance from seeing her at All Out that um, that four way when she plays the multiple personality, the real Chelsea Green. Dude, I'm excited about that. I'm yeah. really excited about from the time that she had to cancel at Defy until now is like her career's been on pause. Right? That's yeah. been that's been two years. So, you know, a, a long time. Yeah, and uh, she's one that wasn't getting used a whole lot, was she? No, she never got used. She was yeah, injured so, most of the time. 
like let her go. Yeah, Mickey James has been out. Um, Rucka's going to hate me for this one, but she's been out because she had the baby. When is she coming back? I don't know. Go be a mother, and then she. I guarantee you, Mickey James will be back in the WWE at some point. Well, when they say release, and I take this with a grain of salt, you're an independent contractor. You're 1099. So when you get released, you're really just saying, "Hey, we're releasing you from your 1095. You know, go do your thing." Well, this is the taxes for right, JP. I mean, that's that's really what drink if you're watching because JP's holding back. That I yawn. thought I, I thought I snuck <laughs> that one in. Yeah. Even though I even though I have limitless going in the background, JP with Travis Huckabee and Matt Mikowski going, I can still see you trying to hold that thing in. <laughs> <laughs> what a good match! Uh, limitless champions, uh, MJF, August Gray. Yeah. Um, tonight, uh, the uh, Christian Casanova. Christian Casanova. You hey. haven't seen him. Well, you did see him. He was on WrestleMania. I know. Which he is, was one of the ones bringing out Kyle, o, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. Can't say that name. The cool thing is, like, we can watch this, and H- Huckabee is cutting a promo right now in in Huckabee form. Not, <laughs> you know, his hairline <laughs> is getting further back, though. I can I noticed that for sure. Um, <laughs> Those three hairs in the front are got him combed over nicely, and he's not a he he's not an old guy. He's not you know he's a no, young he's kid. Young. He's young. I watched. Uh, I saw him on uh, Week in the Life of. Do you do you want to run through like WrestleMania? What, what was your favorite match of WrestleMania as we get into this? Like, was there one? Do you want to go like one night one, night two favorite match, or was there a favorite one overall? Night one was definitely my favorite night. Yeah, I ever. I think it was everybody's favorite night. What well, my? You know why it was my favorite night? Because I got to fast forward for to the first forty minutes of the rain of lightning, the lightning delay, and just pick up where. Well, yeah, <laughs> me too. I mean, you know what my Friday night last night, what last week was. Um, so yeah, I did the same thing. I watched it later, and um, what was were you were you disappointed in any match? Not really. No, there was nothing that I said that was a. There was no match where I said that was an absolute stinker. You know what else is cool? Um, uh, as we watch this, and people can think about this, is they're putting up scan codes for people's uh, merch tables. So if you see a guy that you like and you want to support him, um, these promotions are putting up those scan bars, your codes. Okay. So you can the key code, so you can just scan that with your phone and take some takes uh, whoever's watching right to that merch store. So I'm I'm I'm. I'm with you, man. Uh, when you, when people are thinking about talent and where to go and where to work and how to work and how do I benefit most from if I take make this trip, don't you think in independent wrestling when the promotion is taking the time to say, hey, before and after your matches, I'm going to put up a, a code for 30 seconds because there's people that are you know right. that are paying for ads on IWTV, which is I think a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Um, Deathmatch Mag is one of them. Um, C Stars are mm-hmm. on right now. It, I'm so much on night one that the only thing I didn't like on night one was the women's tag team turmoil match. And the only thing I didn't like was the announcer fucking it up in the end. Yeah, yeah, they they did uh bad. Uh the other part the my favorite part was the riot gears gear. Like the fact that Huh? Yes. Yeah the, the fact that Ruby Riot was dressed up uh more like the Joker in the and Liv was dressed up um, as Harley. Was that was cool as a tag team? I just, those are the things I pay attention to. It's like 
the gears part of it. The gears every just, match, every match was good. The people who you didn't expect to fucking to like um, to get out there and really perform. I'm talking about is it Amas, Omas? Yeah, Omas and Bad Bunny. I yeah, thought Bad almost. Bunny, Bad Bunny was phenomenal. I mean, he did a freaking Canadian destroyer. Is that a testament to the training that um, is available in, at the performance center? Yes, in Amas, the way that they, uh, the way that they covered up that AJ was covering, calling, AJ was calling that whole match by having him literally just call the whole match from the corner loudly, like he was coaching them. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was phenomenal. Do you do you uh did you like you yeah. know what Almas Almas is is Hall and Nash's bodyguard. That's where he got that's his claim to fame, that's his start. So when he comes into this, like you know he got he it, AJ is AJ. He will always be AJ. Like there's he's the brain child, I think, of a lot of great matches that happened in Impact. I have yet to verify that, but I mean you you talk, you just talked about it. He called the whole match. He called that yeah. whole match out loud, pretty much out loud, and in the corner, right? That's it. That was, and that was the way. I mean, that was the way the um, Kamala had his matches. Kamala never called his matches; they were always called by Kim Kim Chi outside. <laughs> That's a fact. It is. I know. Uh, but they I, just instead of covering it up the way they did with Kim Chi, was they they just had him out and out do it. I thought that was brilliant. So and um, I thought my favorite moment though was Cesaro holding the belt. Cesaro, I just looked at a picture of uh, Cesaro, um, Chris Hero. I'm not going to say that other word now. He's no longer Cassie Stone over me. Chris Hero, Claudio, and Larry Sweeney from way back in the day from yeah. when um, uh, Chris Hero and Claudio were wearing the. Uh, uh, Campionas or Campionas de Parejas, whatever that I can't remember what how you um, Campionas de Parejas, huh? Was that a fist at that? Was that a version of fist at that point? I don't remember if it was a version of fist or not. It was just one of those pictures that you, when you see it, no, that was oh shoot, what were they? Because they they were something European because they all did the European uppercuts. Well, weren't they Los Ice Cremos before? They were the original yeah. Los Ice Cremos in uh, along Chicago. with along with Quack, yeah, yeah, along with Quack. So it was those three. So I don't know, man. It was just it was really cool to see. So when you're talking about WrestleMania reactions, if you think about the match itself, I mean, you have a that's an R that's a Ring of Honor Combat Zone wrestling match again that um, everybody asks to see. Like, I want to see the Combat Zone and Ring of Honor and blah blah blah. Right? Well what we're getting what we asked for is just about 10 years later. Right. And in a better quality arena, but Cesaro dude, pound for pound, that kid, that dude, can you imagine taking a punch from him? Like at all? No, he would kill me. (laughs) That's true. Now, how about the women's match? Bianca Belair, um, Sasha Banks. Unbelievable. Do you? How do you compare that? I know it's hard to compare this because it's two different styles, two different matches, whatever. But the St. Patrick's Day with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. How do you compare that? The- it really is apples and oranges. Um, and it, it's not only so. I preferred Bianca and Sasha, but it's a completely different environment that that environment raises. 
the um, the element to it. Right. If you so you got two. The, WrestleMania is sort of like a belt. There's two ways you can go. You can either show up and you can flop, and everyone's going to remember that you flopped at WrestleMania, or you can show up, you can headline the show, and you can kick some ass. And right. like that's gonna that's gonna bring it up a little more. Yeah, you can be running down the the uh, ramp and fall on your ass. <laughs> that happened. Uh, did, well, did that, see, did, that didn't somebody trip coming down the ramp. Did you see when um, Dana Brooke and um, God, what's her name? <clears throat> God dang it! It's, it's anyway. Yeah, somebody fell. Can't remember what her name is. They, I'm I'm lost, man. I'm I'm struggling here. So I'm throwing things around over here. Sorry. Typical JP. Well, I couldn't see my clock. I like to see my clock so I know times. I just learn I just let you go, man. I just let you go. And I dropped my water. That's all. But I caught it. <laughs> I caught it. And listen, you were part of the mute. You were part of she was part of mute gate, so she can't talk to me. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um but yeah, no, I really like night one. Uh, night one should have been night two. See, but how do you, as a booker, and you can probably appreciate this, as a booker, and if you're going to do this, and this is, I think, going to be my contention every time, is you never know which night's going to pop off. No, because no. Because night, night one, they may set the bar, you know, to the point where night two, no matter what you do, you can't get back there. So here's the thing. I was just, I was watching a video of a guy on YouTube who was at WrestleMania both nights. And he walked in night two, and he said, oh, look. Oh, wait, I've already seen all this. So having two nights sort of took something away from it for him because like part of it's walking into the arena when you're going and seeing everything for the first time, seeing the set. Well, I think that's why you really have to have that second night tie-in. If you're going to do this for two nights, you've got to have a, a second night tie-in to WrestleMania, and it always has to happen in some way, shape, or form, which makes people. And maybe it's a match they have to invent. Maybe it's something that has to that is yet to happen because somebody I, hasn't thought about it yet. But I think you have to have a combination of night one and night two. For me, as a fan watching it, like it's really cool to be able to have that much pro wrestling in one weekend. I didn't watch night one live because I spent the whole day on IWTV. That's all I did. But was I, did. I think wrestling. I think it needs to be one night, and it needs to be four to five hours. Five hours, absolute tops, the most. See, but after three, man, I I typically I check out a little bit. That's why I'm saying four to five hours, like tops, the most. It should be three, but it should. I don't think two nights is. I don't. I, I just don't think two nights is. And I think a good sign of things is that. Well, uh, did you see what happened in Vegas today with? Um, the McGregor Poirier fight? No, they sold out twenty thousand tickets. Sold in 20, seconds. In seconds. See, so that's a good sign because that's a sign of arenas being able to open back up a little more. Like twenty thousand is a lot of people in there. Uh, are there stipulations like social? How much did you? There was no social distancing in WrestleMania. Oh no, there there was. <laughs> Where? There was. Yeah. Where? So there was fake people. They had cardboard cutouts in between seats. I'm I'm talking in the front. I, that I don't know. I know. I can tell you. It was like in a the street. Seats, 
mosh pit in the front. Like there was no social distancing. <laughs> I thought I can tell you fun. in the seats they had. So I I saw it that they had. Um, I did too. Like when everybody like, was doing the yes chant, I didn't see any cardboard arms go up. Yeah. <laughs> but if you if you look if you looked close, it was like um, I don't know if you guys watched Psyched Psych. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like one of the, two of the people were the two guys from Psych. Really? That were cardboard cutouts. I didn't see that. I saw most of the. I mean, the the bottom was part was PewDiePie uh, and people like that. It was like like top celebrities. <laughs> I I just watched the live people down there, and I was I was kind of impressed with how much they didn't give a shit about how many people were down there in the front, like at all. And how close? Like it just looked like a regular live. There was no social. I don't care. Like to me, I to me it doesn't bother me. I at this point, I think it's sort of your responsibility, not the world's responsibility, to police it. Ex- what, exactly. You know, I'm vaccinated. Um, I'm not. I, I had to get tested once. Yeah. But like, I I've gone out to bars. I've gone out. You know what I mean? I've gone out to restaurants, and I, I just traveled. So, um. But I'm vaccinated. I was that I took that responsibility among myself to go out and do that, so I could do things. And I think really everybody needs to. And I have family that's really sick right now with COVID, um, so I'm probably an asshole for saying this. But I think it's everybody's responsibility, and it's your response. It is your responsibility to keep your neighbor safe as well. If you know you have it or you're showing symptoms, don't leave your house. Well, here's it. You know we live in Montana, and honestly, like when you go out. What yeah. per, what percentage of people do you think are wearing their masks out in public? Uh, any more? Right now. 25%. Yeah. So do you, you have to wear them in stores and stuff there? You hey, check this out. So this is my psychological, since we're talking about this, let's take our, let's, this will be our sidebar for tonight. Okay. We're going to talk about this. I, I see less people wearing masks in tar, in Walmart than I do target. I know when I walk into Walmart, I'm not asked to wear a mask. I know when I walk into a Target, me, who I am, I'm asked every time to wear a mask. If I was a female with boobs and yoga pants, I don't get asked. Right? Oh, the only reason. <laughs> I've watched it. Like, I literally, I, today, again, I went in there today and literally, like, do you have a master? Nope. Can I have one? Yep. And then I turned right around and I just sat there for about five minutes and watched about 10 different women come in with their yoga pants and shit and watch this man just watch him walk right in so i thought it, it the really people you would want to talk to i don't know man it's just selective it's really it's not it, it doesn't people aren't gonna people up here don't care i mean they do but they don't and we're socially distanced really as it is that if you get sick um, you just, you get sick and you can isolate and you can, you can do what you need to do. But I agree with you. It's, it's hard, man. I just, I do my best to wear a mask. I do my best to be s- socially responsible. But when you're the only motherfucker in the public restaurant and there's a hundred people in there in there and you go to eat, it's like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> you know? I mean, that's, that's where we were at last night. Yeah. We walk into a restaurant because I, we had florzania. I threw the lasagna on the floor. Florzania. It fell and landed on the floor. So we ended up going out to eat. Mm-hmm. And we're being responsible. We both have our masks on. She's, you're vaccinated. I'm yeah, okay. not yet just because I haven't had the time. And, you know, you walk in and I'm like, there is not a single person in here wearing their mask for any reason whatsoever. Granted, there's well, there's down in, 
and eating, but even when people, I mean, there's there's not a single person in that place wearing a mask. So in restaurants here, you have to wear the mask until you get to your table, and then you can take it off once you're at your table. Same here. Which doesn't really make sense to me. If you're going to walk through the restaurant past people who don't have their masks on in the first place, isn't that kind of like having a peeing section in the pool? (laughs) Yeah, sort of. We're all breathing the same air, right? That's just, that was my take on WrestleMania. I was I was curious as oh, to man. how they would handle the COVID and and I that you can't. You say basically this is your seat. You you're supposed to be start to try to stay socially distanced. Wear your mask, right? So they're not going to be down there saying, "Hey, wear your mask. Hey, wear your mask. Yeah. Hey, wear your mask." I so did see a, a lot of people there. that had their mask down and stuff. So yeah, and I saw a lot of people had their masks up. So it's we're going to get that yeah. wherever we go. I think we just try to do the best that we can in mitigating. Like when we go out to live events, I'm going to do my best to to wear my mask right until I don't have to, or people are willing to accept that we're going to have to get this shot every year, like the flu shot. Like it's the flu. It's yeah. just a really shitty version. It of might it. be every six months. Yeah. So. I'm just trying to – it's a different world, man, and I'm, we're just trying to adapt and adjust to it. And I'm looking forward to um, more live events. Uh, Beyond is is doing their stuff. Yep. Um, night two, what do you think? WrestleMania night two, what did you – what did you? What was your overall takeaway from that? I liked it. I think the most memorable was probably the Bray Wyatt finish. Yeah. Um, I didn't get the makeup running on uh, – I didn't understand that. Like, we all know where it's coming from. We all understand that it came from the headband, and it's not really some spell from beyond, like when it happened to The Undertaker, and it was mystical, and we don't know how Papa Shango did it to him. (laughs) You could tell how this wasn't a a, a boogeyman-eaten, real earthworms-type situation. This was a headband that you could obviously see. And you could see that Alexa was a little awkward after it's like, okay, quit pumping this shit out my face, you know, and just sitting there like hit the lights. Let's get out of here. It was, it, it's those awkward moments. And to be brutally honest about the entire, what's up, Ava, Ava's on TV. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> well, what really, I guess irritates me, man, is if I go back and this is, I do this every year. And if I go back and I watch granted, they're not as technical, but I even I, I watched some old matches and I don't see missed spots. I don't see drops. I don't see top of the rope. I can't get up there, so I'm going to chop your legs. Uh, I don't see. Uh, sorry, we're in the wrong position. Just shuffle, shuffle, shuffle around. Now I'm going to do my finisher. So there's a reason why you didn't see them back then, I, and that's my point. Is I'm I'm struggling. It wasn't done every match, right? And I'm I'm struggling with the fact that people feel like they have to give that to us as fans every time because they don't. I feel like the talent needs to hold back a little bit with the stuff that they're doing. So back in the day, the wrestlers used to tell us what we wanted to see. We didn't tell them what we wanted to see. Yep. You know, so you didn't get a 450 corkscrew three times in a night. Shit, you didn't get two fucking figure four leg locks in a night. Uh, um, you you didn't. It didn't take four or five finishers to right. a finisher finish finished. A finisher. Uh, so you did not kick out of a finisher. You didn't, unless that was what the booker said. You did not. And when I say a finisher, I don't just mean your finisher. 
if you were on a show with um, Jerry Lawler and you did a pile driver, you better not have gotten up from that pile driver, even if it wasn't Lawler that did it. Yeah. If you if you were to repeat another individual's move, it had better be just as effective as the person that started that thing, or it either it either elevated that person. Right, just like the belt, or it devalued the move or the finishing yeah. move itself. Right, there's a scene in the movie The Wrestler where I um, I love, but you could tell that they talk to old school guys and not new school guys. Yep, and it's when they're in the locker room and they're going over the match, and someone says, "Oh, you can't work the leg. I'm working the leg." Like yes. that doesn't happen now. No, and the other part of that too, and this is I'm gonna say, I appreciate that that you brought that up is I appreciate the fact that when I need a reality check. When it comes to something like that, I can simply pick up my phone and text Evan Ginsburg, and he can check yeah. me. You know, and Evan. Evan loves. To, Evan is an old school guy. He's a. Uh, I don't like the word wrestling historian. I think it's overused and abused. But uh, he's a wrestling resource. Is what yes. he is. Yeah, he is a professional wrestling and sports entertainment resource for anybody that wants us to know how the. Transition went from the carnival business to television, right? That's it. So, uh, <laughs> what's Elvis asking us? Which Elvis fan? says, which, which female wrestler is the most beautiful and why is it Sasha? <laughs> nice, Elvis. Nice. I think Chris Rucker Page to ask that question. <laughs> no, Rucker would go with uh, Rucker would go with Mickey James, I think. Uh, yeah. Becky Lynch. All, all three of them, probably. No one, Rucker. You know it's real. Like we don't call coffee creamer in our house coffee creamer. What do we call it? Rucker juice. That's right. We call it rucker juice. Yep. <laughs> but only when it's pumpkin no. spice. <laughs> no. Josh, I gotta I gotta read something pretty quick. Okay. So today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Provide a podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get. When you include an ad from Podgo, apply today. Become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Irish whip and how did you hear about us about Podgo section of the application. Dude, Podgo is amazing to us, and I appreciate everything that they do for us. It's just fun to talk to people when they ask, like, how do you – if I wanted to start – you know, what's a good place to start if I want to start monetizing my, monetizing my podcast? Pod yes. goes for I said. That is the way to go. Um, Elvis, to answer your question, um, I do not think that he needs to ask me to answer that question. He can answer that question. I don't, are, am I able to answer the question with my, my wife sitting there? Am I able to answer if somebody's beautiful or not? Yes, I'm absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's why I have a... <laughs> That's why I have a 45 by 82 signed autograph picture of the Iconics that I can't hang in the house right now. Because <laughs> they drive me crazy. That's actually, you guys were talking about them being released or whatever. And I was like, mm, I'm really not too sad about this. Oh, I love the they drive me so crazy. I just, I just miss being able to walk out. I, and like when something happens in the house where I don't do something, I can, I just miss. I was, I was watching oh some God. old matches that I was at that I helped set up here in New England. Um, on YouTube not too long ago, and one of them was like their first match in the U.S. Well, one of their first matches in the U.S. Uh, I forget the name they were going by then. It was um something Eagles. 
I don't I think about this. Tanil Dashwood, Shaza McKenzie, uh, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce. It's yeah. time. Like it's literally time to bring though like all four of them and if stable and somebody had sent this earlier, um, but they I think they they left out Shaza. Uh those four together would be really, really fun in AEW. Even for a little while. I don't you know the sheep herders. That's the name. It's gotta be. They gotta be the sheep herders, part two. Yep. Uh Joe Salenza um I think is is uh, watching us on, on YouTube. What's up, Joe? Um and he's asking me thoughts on Beyond and Women's Wrestling Evolution. So WWR, so it's um I think it's women's wrestling revolution merging yep. for a new brand. So that's take this with a grain of salt, okay? Because WWR too. WWR and Beyond are the same. They're one and the same, they're just a different brand. All all WWR is is beyond branded as an all female show. So uh, absolutely cool. I think right now it's a race to whoever can get a two-hour all-female show on television is who's going to win as far as where the female talent starts to go. And we banked money a couple of years ago on Glow. Not we Glow. Um, what's David the McClain. new one? Yeah, David what's the McClain. new David McLean? Wow. Um, that's right. Yeah, we put all our we put all our chips in on Tessa, man. We put all our chips chips yeah. in on Tessa. It's really wow. what we did. Wow is still a cool, fun product. It is. It wow could. It you know how we are. It really comes down to who's got the ambition and the balls to do it. And Chris Jericho, if I'm a if I'm a young up and coming yeah. kid that wants to be something somewhere, I am. I'm probably going to go and be part of a system first so I can understand it. If I've been around people that have been part of a system like the WWE, if I've grown up around that and I have friends that are in that, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go learn that so I can have that in my repertoire. Right. And then at that point in time, I can go do whatever the hell I want to do and then come back. Right. That's it. So go honestly, uh, the security that the WWE offers for the minimal contract that they give the signees is good. Uh, do I call Vince the collector? Yeah. Did I get that from Desmino at Talkmania? Yep. I <laughs> absolutely believe it. And I we see it. We see him um, sign people, sign talent, and then not use them. We see him sign talent, like Aleister Black, Keith Lee. I, I'm not going to go through the list, but it's there. And it sucks knowing that we don't get to enjoy that part. We don't get to enjoy Keith Lee's phenomenal. Amazing. I love Keith Lee. Like just one so of good. one of a century, one of a one of a whatever amazing talent. I mean, the kid can he, a Spanish fly from the top rope, are you serious? So no, like it's like Mark he's Mark Henry, but more athletic. Not as big. Yeah, that's a good way of putting yeah, nah, but in today's generation, he's pretty close. Yeah, oh, size wise, just rip that out of our ears. <laughs> so, I, I, man, I'm just yeah, night two was really fun. I don't want to dwell too much more on WrestleMania, um, but I really enjoyed. I really enjoy Roman Reigns as the heel that we knew he could be, and I'm going to say this and feel it is that the only way that Roman Reigns could become the heel that he had to be was John Cena had to go away. I loved when Roman reacted to the crowd when they said, like, Roman said, that was really, that was awesome. There was no, like, if you think about it, we haven't had a heel reaction to a crowd in a year. So seeing 
him as this, the, just about just him as the doing that and reacting to the crowd was fun again, man. It was really fun. Um, I want to talk about uh, Bloodsport a little because you watched it. I bought it. Yep. We tried to do a show about it. I yeah. sucked on it. <laughs> um, long story this short, issue. I got an accident. We had to reschedule the interview with um, a savage gentleman yes. and Lady Frost, which I think might happen tomorrow. I don't know. We're just playing it by ear. We're going to see. Who knows? Awesome. Um, but I, I want to ask you again. No. Okay. What? What did you think going into it? Like Bloodsport Six. Like, did what did you, you I, before you started watching it? What did you expect? Uh, I expected uh, more like uh, deathmatch, but it turned out to be like um, fusion between and take this for what it is like WWE and a deathmatch, which actually I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Did you feel like it was more? Um, mixed martial arts, grappling. I wanted more blood in the beginning, right? JP, yes. like we, <clears throat> the beginning matches. I mean, I'm, they they are what they were are. grappling. There yeah, was a, it was a lot of grappling. Um, and that's what it should like. They want to look very real. Yeah, it's a grapple fest. It's part of yeah. that grappling that catches. Uh, that you, it's an art that you have to learn to go to the next level. A piece. Gosh, of I'm I'm pretty sure you've been in a street fight in your life, right? A few. Timber, I know for a fact you've been in a couple, and I know <laughs> I've been wrong. in a, I know I've been in a few. What don't you do in a street fight? Uh, I don't flip off of ropes. No, I don't do giant corkscrews. I don't. I'm trying to get a piece of you. And I'm trying to fucking hurt you. And that's what they made it look like they were doing. Right. Yes. So fast forward to through all the matches. I know. Did you watch the Leo Rush match? Yes. Love him. About, I should say. Sorry, Rich Pelladino. About. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you think Rich of that? Rich was so good at that, too. I know. <laughs> what, 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 he just teleported all weekend long. Everywhere he, you looked. Dude, he, was, he, um, he posted on his Facebook that he stayed with a, a friend. Uh, I won't say who the friend is because it would be like name dropping. But Yes, I know who you're he, talking about anyway. He stayed with somebody that whole weekend, borrowed that guy. That guy let him borrow their car, and that included like he did shows. He had shows Saturday night at midnight until Sunday afternoon. I know. Like I, like every time I turned on the television, every time I turned on IWTV or something else, when I rich. paid when I paid twenty dollars for Fight TV for Bloodsport Six, and I saw Rich Palladino, I was like, "What the fuck? Where is he here too?" It's it's because he just packs all of his tuxedos with him. Yeah, I know. And when he, he goes, and then he just quick change. He does that for every show. Yeah. I know. He has a suitcase. I've seen this. He has a suitcase full of cummerbunds and like. He'll have the special ones with him, and he'll be like, "Oh, I can't wear that one because I wore that one at this show. I can't wear this one because this one was this one means this to me." It's it's incredible the the amount that that guy puts into this. He loves pro wrestling more than anyone I know. So, if you're not familiar with what shoot wrestling is or grappling is, it's it's UFC. 
Um, it's the ground and pound. It's, it's UFC at 80%. It's the ground and pound at 80% where you're doing enough to just land a shot, but not do damage. So a lot of these savage gentlemen, Leo rush, they're doing this to hone that art form or continue to keep it sharp. Right. Ooh. And we get to benefit from the fact that we've got Josh Barnett and John Moxley that are willing to, to really just beat the living shit out of each other. And, throw elbows on foreheads to see who can create the bigger gash. And it was like, it, there was blood, 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 yeah. lots of blood. Hey Nick. Yeah, there was a lot. What's there up, was. Had? What's up, Nick? Um, I, what did you, were you, I know you weren't expecting, like you had no idea. You were like, <laughs> addict okay. boys in the house. Yeah. You're, you were like, we're, I'm going to, we're going to watch blood sport six. And mm-hmm. I cooked, I didn't get to watch Davy boy Smith junior. I didn't watch a lot, but we said, I sat, I watched the main event. Yeah, and there was nice a couple. Of, there was a couple spots where you had. I mean, you had to look away. I did, and I work in healthcare. I've been in healthcare for like fourteen <laughs> years, and I was like, "Oh my god, no, stop! Oh god, oh no, stop!" Like, but first impression, you thought that was all real. Like you thought John Moxley was concussed one hundred percent. He, I still stand by my statement. He had a concussion. He may very well have. He very well may have, but he selling it right. Oh, he sold it one hundred percent. And I was thinking about this the other day. Can you think of three guys that have been part of a faction outside of NWO bigger than Moxley, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns that are just killing it and continue to kill it and be at the top of their game separately than those three right now? Honestly, can you? Like Kingston? No. No, no not really. I mean, they I mean, are. Hall, Nash, and Hogan. New Day is, uh, but they're not to the point that um, not to the point that the Shield is doing it right now. Yeah, um, I, I just if you guys get a chance, uh, the the blood sport is if you don't if you don't like mixed martial arts, if you don't like UFC, if you don't like the grappling part of wrestling, you're probably not going to like blood sport. It really is for a certain amount of people that like blood, like, yeah, like organized stage chaotic <laughs> slaughtering. Vi- I mean it's violence. violence it's really just organized I'm going to go out there I want you to hit me until I bleed you hit me with yeah. as many elbows as yeah. you need till I bleed then we're going to go like it's to me it was But it- they did it in a very old school way though because they saved the blood for the last match no one else really bled in that nobody did and that's what I appreciated you know, in the build. it it really did appreciate that that build up to that match where it's it, the reason I get pay-per-views and, and the reason we don't have a DVR and the reason we do this mm-hmm. stuff is because I pick matches that I'm going to go cook or do <laughs> stupid shit at. And Drop lasagna on the floor. Yeah, it's my <laughs> fault if I do that. But I'm thoroughly impressed by the fact that um, professional wrestling and what it is continues to morph. Like I saw an article of the 25 um, biggest – LGBTQ matches of WrestleMania weekend. Like, there's people actually con- making these lists now. Well, because you got guys like Effie out there that are doing that, and uh, Effie so will I- do what he can to elevate another um, person in the LGBTQ. Um, I know. I know. I, I know. I always fuck letters up, and I feel bad because I do respect them. I, it's it's it is a different world that kids are growing up in when I was growing up and I, 
It wasn't ex, you know, it wasn't. We said it was. Thing. It was gay. It was. It was. It and was that all was the, the word. That was all, the you know, all the bad words you can think of, and and to me, it will always be racism and bigotry is taught. I've had to unlearn a lot of that, and I'm I'm real when I tell you, like, still life with apricots and pears, um, those types of individuals, solo. What timber, I like. What I liked about still life, huh? What I liked about still life was you didn't know that until later on. No, the whole white, the whole I. That's what I appreciate the, of the fact of where um, still life is at is the the white outfits, and then at each time there was paint that went into the canvas. Yeah, and now to where there's less of a canvas now. It's just, it's really cool to watch. It's honest. I'm going to be bare. I'm going to be honest. It was awkward for me. It continues to be awkward for me, but I continue to push myself through that because it's, I'm being a hypocrite. If I don't, I'm being a hypocrite. If I can say I'm okay with watching a man wrestling a man or a female wrestling a female, or I'm okay watching a female wrestling a male, but I'm not okay watching somebody general neutral or whatever wrestling somebody else that's that way. You can't, you can't think that way. For me, that's backwards. So it's without individuals that are willing to do that. There's Rob, Robert Martyr right there. That kid was um, part of the weekend uh, that Drew Gulak was talking about. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> crazy where these kids show up when we're hanging out. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm just I'm I'm lucky that Timber sat down and, and is willing to like absorb this type of art with me. Yeah. Which is, yeah, like the way Timber's really embraced it. Like she's a huge fan now, and it's cool. It's yeah. So I guarantee you, Timber has watched wrestling without you home. Uh, duh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wait for him. <laughs> hey, babe, I'm gonna be uh, 45 minutes late. That sucks. I'm already watching wrestling. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, here's I'll. I'll Kevin Blackwood, he doesn't like me on Twitter. I think he's the only person out there on Twitter that's actually a pro wrestler that doesn't like me. And that's just because uh, I don't like him either. Is that okay? Why doesn't he like you? Um, I don't know. I think I pissed him off somehow. Um, maybe because you're real and you say what you think and what you want to say. Uh, I think it's funny. I just think it's it's him and I. It, we go at it sometimes on other places, but it's it's kind of fun. Um, I, it's us just, I, I say that playfully. I think it's, we just continue to sharpen each other's skills is what we do in other places. It's fun, man. It's fun when you can interact with a lot of these talents, right? Yes. I, I made some very good friends through doing this. Um, Twitter was a fun, um, week for us outside of, you know, blood sport was cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, can I give a shout out to somebody, by the way? Yeah, I, I want to give. A, I want to give a shout out to Ivar, man. I am so glad to see you back on TV. I am glad you're healthy, brother, and you. I hope you stay that way for a long time. Mm -hmm. People were doubting it, right? Yes, like people who know. I had conversations with people, and I told you about it that that day, Monday, and uh, and then there he shows Ooh. up Monday night, so. Uh, new, new tat, new hat. I liked it. It was it was good, man. Um, you know how 
I was just more excited to be able to actually enjoy not just WrestleMania weekend, but like the the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday up to it, not just NXT, but all the shows on IWTV, uh, all the talent that was on IWTV that are now a touring up there in um, through just the independence. I guess that's part. Of, I guess that's the other part of it I want to hit on, and, and it's we've got ten minutes here, and I think it's something that you're going to spin a wheel too. Yeah, well, let's let's spin the wheel, and then I'm going to ask you a question, sure. and we can explain how booking has changed. The wheel is different this week, guys. The wheel is numbers, 1 through 42. There were 41 shares. I owe JJ a um, a spot on the wheel. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the wheel, and then I'm going to count down from the top of the retweets. I'm going to start with number two because number one is Timber, who did a quoted retweet. And I am going to count down from there till I get to the number that wins on the wheel, okay? Just to be perfectly clear so everyone knows we're being honest, that's how that's going to work. We're never honest. We're liars. I am going to shuffle the wheel up. And Bobby D, and I hope I can be on more. I would like to be on more. It'd Bobby awesome. D, I'd love to have Timber on here more, but um, I'm not cool enough to hang out. No, you absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It's it's. I feel like I don't want to put you in a position to make you feel awkward when questions come up. You can't see the oh, nice. I don't know if I can answer. I can't give you an answer. It's going to be embarrassing or something in this situation. Which means I need to watch more wrestling. <laughs> what kind of music are you playing? I just hit some random one on there and I had no idea it was going to be that loud. That's awesome. Number though. 18. So. I am going over to Twitter right now, and I'm going to count down. So you guys have your little conversation you were having that I cut off. Sorry about that. No, it's. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish Timber could come on here more. It's more of a schedule thing. A mm-hmm. lot of time, it's a content mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we were getting ready to have um, Savage Gent and Lady Frost on here, like you want to be prepared. Oh yeah, it's one. It was one of the first times, like when you were. You're getting ready to do an interview. It's intimidating a little bit, isn't it? Like when you sit down, they start to think about it. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to sit down and talk to these people and I don't really know anything about them. Well, yeah. And I went, I like, I wanted to go back through and like look at some of their matches, watch their matches, figure out kind of who they are in the ring and then pick their brain and figure out who they are outside the ring. Mm-hmm. And JP and I will be the first ones to tell you that <laughs> no matter how much work you do, the interview just flows. <laughs> Yes, it really does. Like it's the best thing that anybody can ever do if they're looking to interview somebody. Just let it go. Is just go in and have a conversation it. with yeah. somebody because I, there's a there's a reason you're interviewing that person is because you're obviously interested in them. You know yeah. something about them. Um, I didn't write down a single question for a very good professional wrestler. <laughs> I don't think I did either. No, it I don't just think went. We need- but I've written down questions for guests, and then like the interview goes a different way, and I'm like, shit, I really wanted to know the answer to this. Yeah, I've researched for days and then had it all in a notebook and then left it 45 miles away and then been there and like, well. Here we go. Yep. So, so yeah, and I was straight like fangirling and I was looking up Lady Frost all of her matches, who she was with, who did she win, did she not, how'd she, you know, how'd she win, how'd she lose. Oh. 
Do you, did you the, just a, a simple a fact that came to fruition the day is that a savage gent is actually the peanut butter platoon. He's the Butterfinger champion. They literally sent him an undisputed belts peanut butter championship belt because of all this stuff. Like he eats peanut butter and everything, literally. Like all he does is promote Butterfinger, so they sent him a belt. He That's has a awesome. he, he and he awesome. and Butterfinger are now the world tag team Butterfinger champs. So we do have a winner. Who is the winner? Dizzle Sprague. It's at 589 King. Good. Dizzle Sprague at 589 King. Guys, the wheel the wheel will probably go back to the way it was last week. This was uh I started doing it and I ran out of time. So the quickest way of doing it was the numbers. Um just to get everybody in there and to be very fair, because as we all know, I have missed names in the past. Well, when we do miss names, we should get back on the wheel. And when they get back on the wheel, right. they fucking win. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or the thing is, is, if you come on and be the, a guest on the show, typically you end up winning somehow or another. Yeah. And then we have to respin anyway. Yeah, and we've yeah. never, or, we have never rigged this at all. So. Or you guys put me on there and I win, and then you guys just spin it again anyway. Yeah, we, yeah. we did kind of dismiss I think I still owe you a figure, don't I? Yes, yeah. you do. <laughs> no, whatever. I know. Every other, see it. every other figure I owe, you'll see it. I'll, I'll, I'm going to hand deliver it someday. <laughs> I, uh, I will. It's, it's now it's recorded, so everybody knows that you're going to hand deliver a fig to me. So let's take. If we box. can, we can do this in in uh, four minutes or less. As always, please uh, follow us at the number three Irish Boys with a Z. Um, download, like, subscribe, uh, five star podcast us if you'd like. Um, JP, how do you feel about podcasts sponsoring um, professional wrestling and uh, the matches that we see on independent wrestling? How much has that changed what's going on? It's all about the return on investment. So if you invest into a company, you have to make sure that company is going to get some exposure with that. So there's going to be pictures out there on the internet that are going to get circulated that have your logo on them. Or video or anything like that or rj who's in the uh the chat has had uh you know been mentioned in a write-up on si.com things to that nature to get your return on investment uh not just to be seen by the hopefully sellout crowd of you know 200 in the audience i mean how nice is it that uh you know you you do sponsor these matches or uh, other places in like, you know, RJ says in the chat, he's been burned once. I, I bet you have, man. It's all about making sure you get that return on investment. And the key is, is when he you've was, been, he was the oldest person that that person burned too. Yeah. If you've, if you got burnt, you make sure that you let every podcast know and you let everybody out there that, Hey, don't spend money with, with this promotion. Don't do it or they'll burn you. And sooner RJ, or later that RJ promotion gonna, won't be around. RJ right now is going damn to what I just said. And no one else got that joke. Yep. <laughs> Elvis, send Timber a Billy Care Peyton Royce figure. Ooh, speaking of being burned. Yeah. I need a uh, kindling for when I go camping. So yeah, go ahead and send me one of those. What? <laughs> what? He wants he wants us to he wants me to send uh, an iconics figure to Timber. And I said I need kindling for when I go uh, camping. The figures wouldn't burn good; they would smell. Can you, I can't believe you'd say that about the iconics. I I can, and I did. You're fired. <laughs> it's fine. You're fired. It's fine. Fired. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep, fired. Exactly. That's what I would use them for. It's fire. E I. I want to like do. Free- I want to do a whole show on the NWO sneakers that they wore during the uh, Hall of Fame induction. I did. Those were pretty cool, man. They all had custom. Well, I don't know that. I know Nash and. Uh, there might have been Hall and Xbox that had the custom NWO Jordan ones on. Hey, so I. Now that we've talked about return on investment, if you're going to be a podcast, you're listening to this and you're going to invest money in a promotion, make sure you're going to do it where there is the likelihood of exposure and you making money back. Don't just do it because you want to, you like somebody or you think that it's cool. Um, make sure that you're making a smart business decision. That's really it, right? And RJ, get your money back off of that scumbag. Yeah, please. Um, talking about I, I, the guy that used to run Synergy. Um, yeah, well, for those who don't know, you can look that up. Um, I'm, I'm sure you'll get your money back at some point in time. A receipt's a receipt when it comes to that. Yeah, so I just said make it beyond a limitless too. And they have it doesn't have to be beyond a limitless. Like there's there's stuff out in the park, Pack Northwest um, that gets that type of exposure too. Um, Texas wrestling's hot right now for that. Yep. There's a lot of Texas wrestling out there trying to get a bite like Limitless has and Beyond has. Um, those are, I don't Good know, are there, any other, are there any other, I mean, those are the, no, those are our two. Yeah, Florida runs hot and cold. Um, but te- yeah, Texas is always good. And, um, because you got right down right now down there, you got Thunder Rose's promotion that I know uh, Chaos Theories have been investing into a little bit. Mission Pro, yeah, and um, you know, up in your area, uh, not so much Montana, but uh, Washington and that type of area. There's a couple promotions that are worth it. In the Northeast is always the Northeast, right? Just it's all about making some. Some something monetarily, right? And what's cool is over the past year, I know we're running a little over, but over the past year, a lot of these companies have learned to run with no crowd live, so they're learning how to run and use the internet. So that is a little extra exposure for anyone that invests in them. It is, and they are, um, they think outside the box, and the fact that you've got uh, youth that are um, very much progressive and uh, mature in like Randy Carver at Limitless. What's up, Abe Everett? Um, right. It is something that I really encourage. We we, we uh, It's hard for us to do it because we're homers for a lot of these people anyway, and we would prefer to give our money individually, I think, than collectively, which call us arrogant, but we don't give a fuck. That's just how it is. Like I want to be able to promote the whole promotion, but honestly, I'm I'm selfish. And I want to promote the brand that we feel like we want to be behind. And I don't know. I'm, that would I'm look cool pretty cool on the side of a ring, though. It it would. It would look really cool um, if Davey Cole put that inside a ring on a mat. That would look even cooler. Wow. <laughs> hey, we're up for an hour. Um, anything you got to promote, man? Anything we need to push? Um, no, man. I mean, just check out because when we do do the Savage Gentleman, um, when we do do this interview, like this is, they're really a couple that kind of came up in the business together. I think that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it'll be a pop up one. It won't be something that we schedule. It'll be one that we pop up and then we probably put out uh, later on. Um, but it'll be one that if people want to participate, I'm sure they can be a part of. And 
I'm excited to ask about their wedding and Mick Foley doing the uh, the deed. So it's going to be fun, man. <laughs> That's going to be how you guys get married. You, right, Mick Foley? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to cut the cake. Timber's going to throw me through a table. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Go. Straight DDT right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight Sister uh, Abigail. Yeah. Uh, as always, at the number three Irish Boys with a Z, JP, I think we're done. That's it. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys.